Welcome back to Of Dyson Friends, your weekly serving of monsters, murder, and maze-like manners. What? Oh, no, that's not quite right, is it? But this week, it is. Uh, welcome to our special Halloween episode. I'm Joey, your host and dungeon master. Uh, Halloween has always been one of my favorite holidays, so I'm really excited about this episode. That music was horrible, by the way. I just, like, wanted to crawl out of my skin. I'm I, glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many people will start the episode and think, oh, God, what's wrong? Yeah, or <laughs> what's we'll get new on? listeners who are like, what the hell is this? Then immediately yeah. turn it off. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> you did make the right choice, for the record. Uh, I guess I have a spooky story Ooh. for the, the setting of Halloween. I was printing the Tana models, which we're giving out to our patrons. Yeah. Uh, and after printing six of them, they completely destroyed my printer. What? And I don't mean like a little bit destroyed. I mean like printer's done. It's it's in the garbage. It's, oh, it clocked out. It's, are, yeah, it, it retired. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. How it, did how how did it fail? What what happened? Uh, so the first six of them, one succeeded. The other five all failed in different <gasps> places. They failed their saving throws. They failed <laughs> their, their constitution save. <laughs> Uh, they were too squishy. I guess. That's never happened to me before. I've never seen a print fail like that. So I printed six more after reinforcing them. Uh, and one of them managed to pierce the tub no. that the resin sits in. And so the resin leaked all over the screen, the 4K projector, which is basically the price of the printer. And then the UV light solidified it and done. Kickstarter wow. campaign. <laughs> I see one in Joey's future. Don't worry. We're going to get all of the Tana models printed, painted, signed, all of that. More patrons, uh, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, help me replace the printer. It had to be Tana. It had to be Tana. It's probably printed nearly, what, 500 models because we've been printing oh, yeah. Warhammer Fantasy yeah. armies with it and stuff. And, and, and D &D just models. Yeah, yeah, just Tana. I actually... Chaos follows her wherever mm. she goes. Feel <laughs> guilty. I'm, like, I, I feel like I need to apologize on behalf of the Tana. Right, right. I guess you designed the models, so it is somehow your fault. I'm True. so sorry. Well, anyway, how are you, Noah? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. Uh, what's weird, we actually have something in common. Halloween's one of my favorite. Is uh, it? Yeah. I, I it's love, just, I love it's Halloween. fall, which is awesome. Yep. And it's mm -hmm. a really spooky feel. And if anyone who knows me, like, you know, I'm all into the spooky stuff. Uh, on that note, I actually don't have a joke for today. No. I just, yeah, I just I have friendly you. advice. I just have friendly advice. Okay. So, you know, we're approaching the holiday season, right? And... A lot of people sometimes feel kind of lonely around these times, which is fine. I just have some advice to feel less lonely. So, you know, if you're ever at your house alone, just like, oh, man, I wish there was other people here. All you have to do is you just turn off all the lights in your house and you put on a horror movie. And I promise you, you'll feel like you're not alone. <laughs> That's actually pretty good advice. Yeah. Oh, bravo. Hi, I'm Greg and I play J.R. Randstar. So I also enjoy Halloween. I like go into those haunted mazes, haunted houses. I've always wanted to do a ghost tour, and I know they're really big in California. So I've, I've looked them up. You want to know where the most haunted place in California is? Is it the... Ah, oh, shit, wait. Is it the Winchester Mansion? No. Oh. <laughs> the actual most haunted place in California is Malibu. <laughs> I was gonna tell the joke. That's right, Greg. That's right. Damn it. Caught you guys. You know, Got him. I would boo you, but then I'm playing into the stupid joke. You know, you started going off, and I was like, oh, you could hiss. 
<laughs> You're yeah. ruining my punchline. <laughs> my guard was down and everything. I wasn't expecting no, that. No, that was a good violated. Halloween. That was like a jump scare kind of joke. <laughs> my name is Rachel. I play Tana. Apparently, I'm so chaotic that I break Joey's printer from afar. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, for Halloween, I would like to know your guys' worst fears. Nolan, what's yours? You mean like, Ooh. like deep, like I couldn't care. I couldn't fears. care less. I just want to know. Okay, your worst fear. This is my worst fear. So, I'm super into paranormal stuff. Yeah, and I really, I've experienced some things, but I, I really want to experience things. But if it's a visual ghost, I'm literally leaving wherever I am. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm grabbing my keys and I'm gone. Uh, that's a tough one. I'd have to say like what. Gets me to like cringe and itch. I don't know if it's a fear, but skin rashes and like mm. skin diseases oh, are just so awful to look at. They make me want to. <laughs> <laughs> I hate skin. They make my skin itch like just bubbles. Oh, uh, sorry like I to... saw a really bad tattoo and it was like, I think oh, yeah. it was. Yeah, I've seen that. Mercer. And it was awful. Not it made Mercer? Me... <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, do not look at that photo. He's squirming. He's actually yeah. squirming right now. Uh, yeah. Skin things are gross. Sorry to anyone in our audience with eczema. Oh. Oh. <laughs> or plaque psoriasis. Right. But there are many drugs available for that on the market. <laughs> well, I've just consult your doctor before <laughs> taking drugs. Sponsored by. <laughs> Have you ever seen those photos where it's like the honeybee hive on their hand? Oh. They're so weird and they just make me itch. Mm. Like holes in their skin. Okay. Hold on, I'm feeling a little green. I I was just gonna say spiders, Aaron. <laughs> I don't know if I'm particularly like phobic of anything, but I really, really don't like watching anything having to do with like surgery or damage to somebody's knee. Specifically mm. the, the knee. knee. I don't know what it is about it, but it makes me very squirmy. These are the most specific phobias. I'm incredibly I've ever heard. specific. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, aside from spiders, God, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's I, all you're afraid of. I have of? to actually think about that because, like, a lot of the the common ones, not really. Like, I'm not afraid of heights. Let us know after water. the episode, then. Let's come back to it. Okay, I'll think on that. Okay, uh, I guess since we're all airing our dirty laundry, um, and I've got a story too. So I was at our tree with one of my friends. And we're shooting bows or whatever, you know, we're picking up the arrows and I see a snake on the ground <laughs> and I immediately jump three feet in the air and backwards. The thing is 10 feet or more away from me. It's looking at me, <laughs> but it's a bull snake. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's six feet long and everything. And I'm just I am literally shaking the entire time. I wouldn't be able to pull the bowstring if I tried. And so my friend walks over and he's just kind of scaring it away casually and the thing at one point after it's like it's like 40 feet away from me and i'm still watching it like oh my god fuck this thing <laughs> it turns and starts heading to me just ever so crawl slow pace and i i almost i literally step back again like oh my god oh i hate snakes and joey has always trolled me with the wanty and other settings like yeah. every single time he works a wanty into my background just every to try time. and mess with me so are wow. you excited that there's no yanti in this oh setup? yeah when you when you first told us about this i was like okay you know what i like the setting yeah so sarah <laughs> what's I bet a yanti really, really uh they're snake people 
I bet you're really, really glad when I turned into a python that I wasn't wrapped around your shoulders. <laughs> hey, Heen's not afraid of anything. Right. He's not afraid of snakes. I could hear the tension in your voice just describing that situation with the archery. Oh, I'm thinking back oh to it. It still gives me goosebumps. Oh. And it's the most irrational, stupid thing because they're bull snakes. They're good for us. You know, we have they're rattlers cute. and we have bull snakes out here. And, and I guess garter. And that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hi, I'm Aaron. I play Finny and the elf. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> Is, was that the most succinct thing you've ever said? In his life? Let me tell you about turning into a dolphin, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hey, no. this is Eric, and uh, I guess the most Halloween thing I do is actually when I play a game called League of Legends, and I play the Pimian Fiddlesticks! Who is the Peter and Gordon? I'm so, so happy that's, that. I'm so oh. happy that's not Heen's voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I drive I drive the people I play league with insane because I get really into the game and yeah, I'll talk like that the whole the time. So <laughs> I think I just found my new my new biggest phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that hurt my ears. <laughs> uh, so fair warning, uh, before our story continues, there will be gore, unpleasant situations, and maybe a jump scare or two. <gasps> but enjoy the horror. Boys, raise your cups, glasses, cans, please, and join me in a toast. Murders, lovers, witches, ghosts, appearing from the past. Here's a toast to Halloween, and may its revels last. Ooh. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> <Sick>! <laughs> Chapter 13. Nowhere to run. After attacking a fleet of ships in port, a gith referred to as a seeker, whatever that means, confronted the group. Once surrounded, he let out a psychic shockwave and everything went dark. I need all of you to roll a d12. Don't Is a one good? It's a number. Cool. Mo. I got a seven. JR. Six. Tana. I also have a six. <laughs> uh, he. Ten. Mo, you blink dark spots from your vision where they get stood just moments before. You do hear his voice echo through your head. My sincerest apologies for wrapping you up in this. I sense no magic in you, but still... There must be punishment for aiding the monsters you call friends. Oh, I'll be rubbing my eyes. Um, well, that's, I mean, like, I go back and forth on a few of them are monsters or not, but I don't think we're, like, all bad together. You find yourself in a room, alone. Oh. There's a hot plate with a fire pit below it, stylized like some volcano, though it hasn't been used in ages, clearly. Pots, pans, knives, and cups, all tarnished from age, hang from hooks underneath wood cabinets. Though what gets your attention most is the sink along the far wall that has been turned on for a very long time, oh. flooding the room with a deep trench of dark water. There are no lights in this room, but it is lit somehow. That light can't penetrate the water's surface. Oh. Though there is a key resting on a toy sailboat bobbing in the middle of this dark sea. Uh, along one wall is an abrupt 10-foot drop into another room. Along another wall 
is an arched opening stylized like some other volcano. Oh, man. Um, is, is the sink overflowing with water? Yeah, yeah. And the, oh. the water is cascading down and flooding the kitchen with uh. this ocean. Oh, God. I'm going to look to the 10-foot drop. <laughs> I'm going to look to the key. And I'm going to look at the volcano. Uh, oh, what the? Hmm. I'm going to turn. I'm going to run at the 10-foot drop and jump. <laughs> okay. Uh, you do that. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Greg, give Nolan a hug. No. <laughs> no. Jared needs to stay away from me right now. <laughs> hey, we're best friends. No, you stabbed me. That was like four episodes ago. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> JR and Tana. Similarly, you also hear the Git's voice echo in your head as your eyes adjust to the room that you found yourself in. Together? Together. Fuck. <laughs> JR. You hear. Ah. I have seen your type before, JR. Under all that bravado, you're but a frightened child, aren't you? Tana, in your head, you hear, You are the reason I do what I do. I find no pleasure in this, but justice must be brought down upon the mages of our world. The two of you find yourselves in what looks like a washroom. No, you're not alone in this washroom. The ghostly silhouette of two attendants help dress six young gith children, even applying makeup to a few of their faces. A fat man in a fancy long-sleeve overcoat screams at the attendants and the gith alike, though his words are nothing more than faint whispers to you. The walls are lined with mirrors, and there's one door in this room. Ugh. Finally. Finally what? I can feel myself. Okay. Did you notice the ghosts in the room and the... Yeah, it's real creepy in here. We should probably leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say so. Where do you want to go? Oh, there's only one door, so after you, ladies first. Oh, gee. How chivalrous. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll nudge him as I walk past and head towards the door, I suppose. And by nudge, I mean, like, I'll elbow him as I walk past, hard in the ribs. I'll stand back and wait for her to open the door. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Finian. Yes. In your head, even before you open your eyes, you hear, you can justify your magic however you wish, but ultimately you distort nature for your own good. You, Finian, will answer for your blasphemy. You open your eyes. Your eyes struggle to adjust to the sudden light of the raging bonfire before you. Though the sky is overcast, the air is still warm and heavy. There are a few dozen people out here with you, all standing around to watch an elf teenager burn at the stake. His screams of agony are nearly drowned out by the cheering crowd but not quite. Aside from the elf, there are two other people of note, both wearing tight-fitted white clothing. The first you recognize as the gith from the docks, though he looks a lot younger here. He watches this execution without expression. The second is an older gith with piercing purple eyes who stands with his back towards the fire. 
He's calmly saying something to the crowd, though you, you can't quite hear what he's saying. What do you do? Am I outside? You are outside. Is it like a forest? A you're, meadow? Is you're, it? you're in what looks like a the town square of some rinky-dink village somewhere. Uh, luckily, you have your cloak, and the sky is very, very cloudy, so you're not in danger of the sun. Uh, I think my first instinct is to uh, try to take in more of what's going on around the square. I'm, I'm looking at the elf burning in this fire. Yes. Is there any hope of rescue for this individual, or are they beyond help at this point? Uh, it looks like this execution just started maybe a minute ago. This elf skin is starting to melt off. Uh, but you, you've you done wonders with magic. He's maybe within your grasp of, of saving. Yeah, all right. I'm going to cast Create Water right on top of this person, this elf teenager. As you do so, both Gith immediately turn to face you. But it goes off. And the fire is extinguished, as is the scene. And we'll get back to you. In, in your head, you hear the voice of Sadiq. Before, I had not expected such fervor from you. Not after the way you left. But I never make the same mistake twice. You find yourself in a small room. Looks like a study. And though the walls are lined with bookshelves, they are all empty. There are no doors to this room. Though there are three fogged up windows and there's an oak desk, a rather grand looking desk that sits in the center of the room. There's only a single piece of paper resting on it. I know you cannot hear me and I know I cannot reach you mentally, but know that I am coming for you. You will not survive this. I'll walk over to the piece of paper. And I'll open it, and I'll read it. It seems to be a ledger detailing the work schedules of a couple dozen people. You recognize these names. All of these names are gif. The majority of them work 80-hour weeks. Six of them are circled. Among these circled names is your own, as well as Sadiq's. A note in the margin reads, There is no escape. Not for them, not for me, and especially not for you. You see below this desk is a a large metal hatch with three keyholes in it. I'll fold the paper back and I'll place it back on top of the desk. I've seen this room before. I know I wasn't, I don't remember exactly how, but I know I wasn't supposed to be in here, but I was a long time ago. I was very young. Or at least it was a different lifetime. So I'll approach one of the windows and I'm just going to go straight through the middle one. I know that those are the only routes forward. Wonderful. Let me roll for the monster. I'm sorry, what? And I'll tell you what happens <laughs> next. Mo, you just dropped 10 feet. Do yes. you have slow fall? Yes, I do. Okay. I think I have to use a key point for that. Will you or are you taking the fall damage? All right, let's be honest. I'm going to take the fall damage. <laughs> take the fall damage. <laughs> your fear compelled you to not use your it's skills. It's okay. You only took one bludgeoning. Ow. I think I rolled my ankle. Heen, <laughs> you hear Mo complain as you enter a washroom. Uh, you, the two of you see each other. It's uh, a kind of small washroom lined with mirrors. 
There's one door to this room and one ladder. Is the ladder where I fell from? I, I, I mean, jumped from? Uh, the <laughs> ledge? You don't see the ledge. You're oh. in a complete room. Hey, Heen. Um, hey, where are we? You immediately feel a pressure in your head. It's Ouch. not... Thinking. <laughs> it wasn't painful. <laughs> that was... What? It's, it's the most thinking Mo has done. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... Uh, uh, my apologies, I must be out of practice. Have you seen the others? Uh, no, I was in a creepy room with with water, and it was like a toy boat that had a key on it, and I don't know, it just had like really bad vibes, so I figured I had to get out of there. Ah, okay. I had suspicions about what was going on, but I think now I know. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I had my ideas too, but what are you thinking? <laughs> Perhaps it is best if we discuss as a group. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'll save my ideas, too. Uh, in the meantime, I guess, are these, like, mirrors? What's going on in here? And I'll, I'll start looking at the mirrors. You see your reflection in the mirror. Ooh, I'll flex a little bit. You see also behind you is JR. And the, oh. point, <laughs> the point of his sword starts poking ever so slowly through your chest. I know what that... Oh, never mind. Ah! <laughs> do I feel it? Yes. Make a oh. DC 13 charisma save. I'm not good at those. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Take uh, a whopping two psychic damage, and then the he vanishes, and you see just yourself. Ah, okay, you saw that, right? I'm looking off in the other direction. What are you looking at? Are you looking at a mirror, or there's what? a there's the a, door. a washroom with multiple mirrors? Correct. Yeah, like the walls are lined with mirrors, and then there's uh, a door and a ladder. Even though I know it's against my best interest in the look in a mirror, I think curiosity would overcome me. So um, I look in a different mirror. You see yourself, though you're wearing tight-fitted white clothing, and you have a crazed look in your eye, and you wear a toothy grin on your face. You look unhinged. Your uh, wonderful mutton chops are matted down and ragged. Um, you're bleeding from multiple cuts on your face, but doesn't seem to bother you, even phase you. Make a DC 13 charisma save. 11. Take three psychic damage. <laughs> and then the reflection is back to normal. Just you. Quick question so, as we all get you know stabbed with things and everything, just so I know. Um, is our health the same as when we went in? Or could one maybe make the argument that because we're unconscious and in a psychic dream world that we get to count this as a full rest? You're assuming said? that you're unconscious and none of this is real. Oh. oh. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'll give you all the full rest because I think you'll need it. Oh, oh. that's so nice of you. <laughs> She said with five. No, I, I just need a short rest. I'm fine. Freaking warlock. Take your long <laughs> rest and stop complaining. I'll turn from the mirror. I'm st my face is still composed and solid, but you can tell there's a little bit of anxiety behind those eyes. You've you've been in proximity with me long enough. I was warned that the things we would see in a mental maze would horrify um, and even then you still get surprised Is, so we're like in a, we're in a maze I mean it kind of feels like we're in a building uh, the building of the maze may be composed of many different scenes or 
memories or imaginations or terrors and this may be an amalgamation of all of them but mm. what we must remember is none of it is real Sadiq is preying on our weaknesses he is banking on the fact that he is stronger mentally than us uh, I, the only way I suspect we can move forward is to get to the center, to get to him. It, where, it would be where he would have to be to hold this together. Okay, okay, but, but how are we going to get to the middle if it's a maze? I heard mazes are really hard. Exactly. We, we need to find the others <laughs> before they fall into something much worse than a simple machination of oneself. J.R. and Tana, you left the washroom and find yourself in a room where there are a handful of soggy-looking chairs just kind of scattered around. One is in front of a long dead fireplace as if it was hoping to summon some warmth. And another next to the room's broken bookshelf, which is full of musty books. There's a sad, sagging piano sitting in one corner of the room under a surprising painting of the party. Aside from the door you entered in, there is also an open archway in one of the walls. Hmm. Can we see through the archway? Yeah, you poke your head through the archway. No, I was just asking if we could see through it or if it was... It looks like there's more house okay. on the other side of the archway. I will walk over to the portrait of the party and examine that. This depicts... It, it's pretty skillfully painted. Um, whoever got this commission probably went to Etsy and uh, <laughs> commissioned some, some art for everyone. Etsy has some really talented artists. Incredible Great artists. Great prices, too. Now uh, we're not getting paid for this. <laughs> I just really like Etsy. This painting depicts the party amidst a sunny field. Unpronounced to a cheerful mo, a shadow behind him holds a dagger to his throat. Hey, Joey, it's unbeknownst. Thank you. This campaign is just so I can learn all of the words that I've mispronounced my entire it life. It means that you're a reader. We get it. Right. Unbeknownst? Yeah. Huh. That's, that's, How did you say it? Unbeknownst. I'll be honest. I also thought it was unbeknownst. That makes me so. feel better. If I wasn't 100% sure. <clears throat> I, fair, I, fair. Yeah. Well, anyway, there's a shadow behind Mo with a dagger to his throat. Oh, no. JR's decapitated body limply stands next to Mo. Tana is desperately trying to hold fire within while covered in a hundred bloody gashes. What remains of Heen is a crushed mess in the grass, and Finian is not in this painting. Oh, God. Are you seeing this? Yes, beautiful artwork, isn't it? You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll walk over and just start playing the piano. Uh, yeah, once you sit down, the piano just starts playing. I'll stand up and play it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tana, cool. you see JR doing a surprisingly beautiful duet with the piano. I'll, I'll walk over there slowly and, and look at his fingers to make sure he's actually playing. Yeah. Do you know how to play? Oh, yes. It's always good to learn an instrument. It really strengthens the mind. I'll just look a little On the hand-eye coordination. Sorry. I'll just look a little confused and nod. Cool. Then I'm just gonna step right through. Finian, yeah. yeah. The smell of decay is heavy in this overgrown courtyard. The silhouettes of gift children work in the gardens where thorny vines choke everything they wrap around. 
though there is no shade nor cover from the blistering sun above, which has dried out the otherwise abundance of life in this garden. It's at this point that you realize you're not wearing anything. You are completely naked, and your skin is literally beginning to bubble and boil from this unnatural heat. As we all look at Greg. You just wrote that. I scream. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Greg. Greg. We get it. <laughs> we get it, Greg. You're good at screaming. Yeah, I need to make a DC 15 constitution save. And do so with disadvantage, Mr. Elf. I failed that one. Take 11 radiant damage from the sun. And there's no cover in this room. Nothing. There's a shattered walkway that leads to the front door of a large house. Uh, from a dark window just above it, you can see six sets of glowing eyes that vanish the moment you see them. You could also return to the scene you were just at. Uh, whatever happened to that scene, it just kind of vanished when you helped the elf. That you notice distinctly, uh, even though your skin is starting to fall off, you are holding a key in one hand. I'd like to go into the house. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm going to run to the house because my skin's boiling off. It's awful. <laughs> Every step on this cobblestone is burning the soles of your feet. Oh, and finally, <laughs> the door opens as you approach. Do I need to use the key to open it or just no, opens? No, it just opens position. as you approach. Oh, that's very welcoming. It's super welcoming, yeah. I'm terrified of this whole situation. This is awful. I assume you answer. Yeah. Finian, you're immediately accosted by the putrid smell of rot that hangs heavy in the thick humid air in this mansion. This impossibly large entryway seems to go on forever in three directions. Every direction except the wall behind you. Oof. Infinite rows of ornate pillars extend out into eternity. At the foot of this room's grand staircase is the source of the horrible smell. A loose pile of soggy limbs that was recently a person Oh, gee. Ew. A trail of slick blood and innards leads from it to a door that stands alone amidst the forest of pillars. Aside from that, you also notice Heen and Mo, who have just entered this room. No! <laughs> you two also uh, experienced all of this. Finian, it's, it's gross in here. Why does it smell like this? What did you do? Death. There's death in this room. You're immediately accosted, interrupting your sentence and everything, and you feel that pressure in the same way Mo did. It's not painful, though. Take 40 psychic <laughs> Oh, why are you hurting me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess none of you guys use your brains very often. <laughs> Is that what this feels what like? Do I, what happens after this pressure? Or are you just... Oh, the pressure's just going to dissipate. Oh, very well. I'm going to go investigate the pile of limbs, this destroyed body I need you to roll a, a DC 17 constitution save though Finian you're familiar with corpses do this with advantage you're not as bothered by this while well, he's rolling why are you familiar with corpses <laughs> succeed okay uh, make an investigation check while he's investigating the bodies and rolling for it I'll lean over to Mo it is Finian but he looks worse for wear already. 16. He is wearing his clothing, though his skin does look red and sunburnt, flaking. 16? 
Uh, you, you actually recognize this person. He was the Triton mage that was trying to put out the fires out on the, on the dock. Uh, he, his, there's no torso left. Um, it looks like all of his limbs were pulled off and the torso was dragged into the door uh, in the middle of the colonnades. You also find a key buried in his bicep. I'm going to um, recover the key with obviously some disgust. But. Yeah. Ah, uh, Fidian, are you okay? Yeah, I'm, okay. Not, I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty weird, man. What, what are you doing? I show, I hold up the key that I was holding previously and then I pull out the key and I say, I feel like these are important to um, us. Like on a scale of, on a scale of one to ten, like how important? I don't know. Because uh, let's just say, so he was telling me he found he saw a key, but he didn't grab it. Would you? Where, would you guys get I mad at no him? Such allegations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, guys. Look, I I'm I know where a key is. I I forgot to grab a key. I didn't know we needed him. I didn't know we needed him. But I know where it is. Well, I know where it was. <laughs> Heen, what can you tell us about this? Uh, I'll hold out my hand and pick up the key from you. I can tell you're very familiar with corpses, and that is minorly disconcerting. I'm comfortable with all manner of life and death. Finian, your hair stands on end, and you feel a dramatic drop in temperature. Whatever did this to this poor Triton is close. Something approaches. Something evil. JR? <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, worse. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll pocket the key just immediately. Okay, okay, which way do we go? Which way, which way is it coming from, Finian? Do you know? It seems like a portion of this poor man's body was dragged through that door, and I think it's coming from that doorway. We cannot fight it. We must run. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I completely agree. That's strategic, not fear. That's right. That's smart. I'll turn and run up the stairs. Okay, Follow. I'm going to go up the stairs. <clears throat> Tana and JR. Yeah. As you step into the dining room, the first thing you notice is it's dominated by a table much taller than it has any right to be. And the air grows cold. Suddenly, the room bursts to life as ghostly attendants begin serving jugs of foaming ale and roasted hog to the two people who sit at this table. That's not Derekus, is it? At one end <laughs> sits a plump man wearing a fancy long sleeve overcoat. You recognize this man from the other ghostly vision from the washroom. Yes, yes, I have trained the six. I, I, I assure you they're up to your standards, he says to the man opposite him, a gith with purple eyes, who says nothing. He has a slight scowl contorting his lips. There are two other archways that lead to adjacent rooms here. Through one of them, you can see a handful of gith children of various ages uh, quietly poking their heads into the room as if to listen in on the conversation. Well, this is concerning. <laughs> That's an understatement. I'm going to slowly and nervously approach the gith uh, with the purple eyes, and I'm going to hold my hand in front of his face, wave it up and down. His neck snaps in your <gasps> direction, and the room abruptly becomes quiet. 
Every ghost in this room now faces you. Slowly, the large man at the head of the table stands up. I told you to wait outside! He screams as he charges you straight, floating straight through the table. I need you to make a a DC 13 charisma save. Pass with flying colors. Great. While take, still screaming. Take two psychic damage from the surprise. And as he flies through you, he vanishes, as does the rest of this scene. Just as quickly as the party had started, the room returns to being empty. I'm, Are you okay? I'm just there hugging my body, like trembling. <laughs> I don't know, but it was cold and it was scary. And I don't ever want to have a ghost run through me again. <laughs> well, I don't think that's not going to happen. And I'll just go and start looking at the table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the table is dusty, like it hasn't been used in a very long time. So all the food time. is gone? The food's gone, the ale is gone. So there's nothing I can throw at JR's head? Well, there are broken platters and cups. <laughs> cool, I'm going to lean down and pick up a broken platter and a broken cup okay. and throw it at his head. JR, take one bludgeoning damage <laughs> as the plate shatters over your head. So as I get hit on the head, you just see my hand kind of clench and lightning just build up, and then I let go and just breathe heavily. Where do we go? I don't know. I say we stay here. You already scared the ghosts off. Yeah, somehow I think that that's not what we're supposed to be doing. I think we need to find the other three. I think you're fine. You're strong enough to fight anything that comes, and I'll continue looking around. Cool. Let me know how that goes. I'm going to go through the... On. I just rolled a dice to decide. I'm going to go through the archway that did not have the Gith children in it. I will also have a ball of fire in each hand ready to disintegrate <laughs> any ghost that tries to run through me again. Turn the corner. Hey, Tana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a chance. There's a chance, yeah. JR, do you follow her or do you stay in the dining room? I guess I'll follow pretty far behind, but I'm looking around as I walk. You're you're hesitant? You're cautious? No, I'm just surveying. See if I see anything on the way out. Okay. Mo, Finian, and Teen. These, the staircase you ran up leads to a balcony that overlooks the foyer below. Next to a pair of double doors is a painting of some kind of outdoor party. Uh, from this painting, you can hear sounds of excitement. Under the painting is a dusty cushion couch currently occupied by a small army of various dolls. Oh, no. Discarded on the floor beside that couch is a marionette puppet. It weeps quietly with head and hands. On another wall is a thick oak door. I'll, uh, I'll look at the crying puppet. Uh, Hello, buddy. What's, what's wrong? I'll walk over and sit next to him. <laughs> The puppet inches a little closer to you, like, for comfort. Hey, but man, it, are, are it, you good? You notice that its strings uh, attach to uh, a cross of wood, you know, that you can yeah. hold and control it. But it doesn't react. It just keeps crying. I'll, <laughs> I'll pat the puppet on the back. You know, it's, it's okay. Just let it all out. You want to come with us? This close to the doll, to this, this wooden marionette puppet, you realize you recognize this doll. Oh. It's JR. 
uh, I'm going to stand up immediately and, and kind of sidestep away. Um, um, guys, uh, that's JR. That is you, bizarre. You turn and you see me, and I'm frantically turning all of the dolls upside down so their beady little eyes don't look at me. <laughs> uh, it's it's scary. I, I look at them, and you know how it's like Uncanny Valley when you look at a robot or something, and it's almost there, but it's not quite... It's the same thing with Gith, but for beings, these things should have minds that you can mm. feel and touch, but they don't. And as you stand up and look away and I see this thing move, I immediately just throw a dagger at it. A purple conjuration dagger screams through it and as it enters its body, explodes into large chunks of of plastic or of um, projected shrapnel. They are not allowed to move. Did you just kill JR? That was not JR. Oh, okay, good. I sweep the rest <sighs> of the puppets up and I throw them off the balcony. Finny and you notice crawling up Heen's back is one of the puppets oh. and it carries a little <laughs> sewing needle with it. Oh, <laughs> and it turns back at you, Finny, and then smiles as it starts repeatedly <gasps> oh, stabbing no. the needle into Heen's back. Heen, I need you to take six piercing damage from the six Ooh. needle bits. Oh. <sighs> Before you manage to, to grab it and throw it to the ground. And as it hits the ground, it's just a doll. doesn't move. Um, yeah, that's awful. So you said there's a painting and there actually is sound coming from it. Yes. Like there, the sound of a garden party. There's a large oak door, mm -hmm. a pair of double doors, and a painting that sounds like there's some excitement coming from it. And it's all in the same area. Right? Yeah, so it's all up on this the, like balcony that overlooks okay. the foyer. Um, this painting really rankles me and it this whole situation feels evil or just not yeah wholesome so i i start to conjure and i i, I try to pull the magic out of this painting so i cast dispel magic you successfully dispel this painting the people in it stop moving and the sound stops emanating from it i'm gonna walk over and, and look down from the balcony to to where we just came up. I, I want to see the monster. <laughs> <laughs> the monster did not go this way. Oh, okay, good. What does it look like we can go at this point? Pair of double doors mm -hmm. uh, and an oak door. You can also go back down the stairs. I vote double door. Uh, fair enough. Yes, and I'll run through it. Tana, you enter a kitchen, followed somewhat behind by JR. This kitchen is overflowed with water. This The sink is on. There's just a dark trench of this stuff. And in the middle is a little toy boat with a key on it. You notice there's a boilerplate, for some reason, in the shape of Mount Orem. And JR, as you enter... The archway you come through, you realize, is in the shape of Mount Thruma, the volcano near where you grew up. How deep is the water? The ambient light from this room doesn't go through the surface. You have no idea. Great. JR is in there with me? Yep. Cool. Going to shove JR forward really hard. Go get that key. I'm in armor. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to swim really well. I'm a tiefling. Both I will sink you, to the bottom. Both of you feel the air get cold and you can hear the wet gnawing of something close. Tana, don't tell me you're afraid. Just go get the I'm key. Ter I'm, te I'm terrified and I'm not afraid to tell you that. Just get the key. Obviously the key's important. Go. Go. 
No, Tana, it's time to face your fear. No! I shove you really hard in. No! Uh, uh okay. Uh, Tana. Rubbing my head as you fall in. Tana, you, the moment you hit the surface, pale, bloated hands come reaching up, grabbing you all over your body, and they start very, very strongly yanking you deeper and deeper. I need you to make a DC 15 dexterity save. <laughs> Failed it so hard. You, this water is freezing. You have never felt cold like this. I need you to take eight cold damage. JR, uh, Tana very quickly vanishes under the surface. I'll fold my arms, stand there, just watch. You don't feel even a little bit bad? Wow, he's just staring at me. Oh my at god! Wow, that, Fuck that guy. JR, you do feel something is approaching. You're not sure if it's necessarily coming towards you, but it's close. So you could stay in this room, you could leave, you could hide. But something, something unnatural is close by. I'll give her a few more minutes to see if she oh resurfaces. Oh my god! <laughs> really? Minutes? Do I see her at all? You see nothing under the surface. Uh, how far is this key for me? Key's about 10 feet away. Let's see if this works. I will cast lightning lure. Basically, it's like a whip of lightning goes, and I grab it. It makes a strength save, but I, a the key fails. The toy boat fails the, the save. And then yeah. I can pull it towards me. Okay. The, the toy boat uh, stays upright, and it just kind of, well, quickly sails towards you, holding the key. I'll pull it as quick as I can. Make a DC 15 deck save. 13. Pale hands emerge from the water and grab your wrist before you can grab the key Karma's and pull you in. Take six cold damage. The three of you who are not drowning miraculously stumble into the kitchen. Mo, you see the familiar water, but there is... Oh, the, the toy boat is now towards the end, the edge of it with it's, the key. Is the key still there? Yes. Hey guys, here's the key. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna reach in and grab the key. Save. Is there any evidence that these other two are visible? Or they're no, just, they're no. gone. They, they're, they don't exist in this. Oh, room. that's horrible because I passed my deck save. So yeah, with my with my past deck save, I'm gonna just scoop up the key, turn around, and I'll present it to him. Yeah, this was actually the exact key I was talking about. See, it's everything's falling into place. It's perfect. I take the key from him. Yeah, that's smart. Put it in my robes. <laughs> you immediately feel the temperature drop again like you had before and all three of us all three of you and that wet gnawing sound is very very close i feel that horrible coldness and the fear and i i touch i reach out and i touch heen and mo and immediately you see that the other is no longer visible to you i grab out and i grab whatever i first get on you because we've done this before now and I, listen, it's really cold, okay? That's why That's why it feels that way. Hide. I pull you, and for the first time ever, you get... Yeah. Wait, oh, God. <laughs> okay, take two. Well, I'm sorry, Nolan, that was great. I just immediately wow. got that. By the way, uh, you have one round until it arrives. Uh, I think we should hide. 
Yes. Oh, keep holding hands and let's just go. go to the corner of the room, and I'm just gonna pull you to the corner. You see like, me oh. diving headfirst in the water, and as I do, my body transforms like almost midair into what looks like a small shark. Entering from one of the archways is a fleshy man who takes in deep gasps of air between each bite of the meaty femur that he holds. He's dragging one of his legs behind him. He wears a long sleeve coat decorated with discarded arms, patches of skin and muscles still clinging to the ligaments. The moment you see him, his body begins to beat like a heart. Ew. Ever so slowly, he turns to face the walls of the room, <laughs> as if looking for whatever life is here. So, Roll stealth. Uh, with advantage, of course. Because yes. we're invisible. Good luck, guys. Hey, I, I did pretty good. I got a 19. That's pretty good. 15? I will roll his perception. He sniffs the air as if he's some kind of animal. And as he does it, you can see crimson tendons just kind of dripping from his matted beard. He looks to the water where you can see some bubbles rising. And then he continues on, dragging his leg behind him, continuing his feast on this this bone that he has. And he uh, exits through one of the other doors. That was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's, <gasps> that's why that thing torso was missing? The, he ate it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I'm in the water dying. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, the two of you are in the water dying. I imagine <laughs> Mo and Heen, you just stay very still oh, for very a while. Oh, very much so. That yeah, was, I don't that was imagine, traumatic. Don't imagine you're moving. You're in any rush to move, right? So, JR and Tana. Is Tana five feet from me? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, well, as I'm going under, I'm going to clap my hands and say a word and thunderstep with her out. Oh, great. So you're going to electrocute me now, too. No, Lovely. we move with thunder. So we teleport. Oh, okay. With your last, a burst of thunder erupts for me. With your last gasp of air, you speak the verbal components for this spell. And the, the two of you, Mo and Heen, you see Tana and JR just appear in the kitchen. There is a big burst as the water erupts upward like a geyser and then falls back down. And you have a moment of panic as the thing through the doorway turns back. I don't see the thing in the doorway and I am so furious at JR because I got injured because of him that he gets the full might of my hellish rebuke. Ooh. Good luck with that deck saving throw. So as you start casting this spell, I just smile at you at the murderous intent and I'll counter spell it and then reach for my side to grab my sword. Are you kidding me? Let's go, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to yell right now. Uh behind you guys. <laughs> Mo, stay out of this. Come on. Grab your sword, JR. Let's go. Uh, you you see me reach and it's gone. I don't have my sword. Oh. Oh. I'm going to run 
through them, and I guess I'm going to bump them so you feel like an invisible bump. Uh, and I'm going to run up and breaking the invisibility because I'm going to make an attack. I'm going to attempt to punch the ghost. It's not a ghost. It's a person. I'm going to attempt to punch the person. Okay. <laughs> I miss. So, yeah, you guys, you guys just feel me. You feel something bump you. Okay. And then I, I run up to this horrible thing. I try to punch it and I roll a three. <laughs> you <laughs> pop out of invisibility for one because I attacked. <laughs> you slip. The this floor of the kitchen is now covered in water that erupted from the from the thunder step. And you slide directly into his chest as if embracing him. Ever so slowly, he looks down to make eye contact with you. You notice one of his eyes is missing. And a bit of a smile crosses his face, though there are no teeth in his mouth. He screams, and I need you to make a DC 16 strength save. Okay, okay, okay. What is with this dice? Okay. Okay, so I got a seven. With inhuman speed, he buries his sharp, very surprisingly sharp gums into your shoulder. Take 21 psychic damage as he tears your arm clean off. (gasps) And on all four limbs, his arms and legs, he runs like an animal with your arm into an adjacent room. I I just drop to the ground. Mo! Oh, oh my God! I'll, I'll run right over hurt. there. <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh my God! Are you okay? And I'll just be trying to stop I'm supposed the to be invincible. Mo! <laughs> Finian, you felt thunder flow through the water that you were in. You were being grabbed by these hands, but the thunder pushed you out of their grasp, and you find yourself now up in the kitchen. Oh, I'm actually pushed out of the water? You're pushed out of the water. So I'm flopping around on the deck yes. like this big shark. And you, blah, blah, as blah, a blah. shark, you can see uh, the, well, you see Mo. you see him missing an arm. You also see JR and Tana. Heen, you're still invisible, is that right? Yeah, I'm okay. frozen to the wall. Yeah. But you're all together. Uh, are Someone- we? Am I? Am I <laughs> all together? together? <laughs> you're in pieces, dude. <laughs> Someone do something. JR, t- take off your shirt. Something. We have to stop this bleeding. See what I happens when you no fight me? This happens. Look oh at Mo. Oh, my God. Just I don't feel you so have good. to fire. Carterize it. You want me to? Yes, me burn to- his arm. It's the only way to stop the bleeding. S- I, I revert back into my elven form. Stop. Is that Finian? Is that I can't see. <laughs> I, I walk over to, well, hasten over to. Yeah, I'm Mosey on over. Yeah. I am Mosey on over. Yeah, That's exactly. good. I hasten on over to Mo. I kneel down and I inspect the wound. Uh, it's not clean. It looks like the arm was just ripped free. Oh. So in where his oh, shoulder bone meets his arm bone, uh, it's just severed there. Finian, you have to do something. You have to do something. He is severely injured. I don't know if my magical healing will be enough to restore his arm, but Try. I can really stop the bleeding. All right. uh, Take 2d8 healing, but your arm's not coming back. 
Wow, I rolled an eight and a six. I gained fourteen. That's not, that's a good start. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're still missing an arm. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And while the healing closed the wound, you still feel the pain. Even worse, you feel the pain of what's going on to your arm right now. Oh, I still feel it. I still feel it. He's eating it. You will be taking psychic damage every minute. Oh, wow. I'll appear next to you guys. Fidian, give me the keys. We need to stop this before he dies. Yes, here, here. I fish into my robe and I pull out the two keys and I hand them to Heen. Be incredibly careful. Take one of them with you. I look around the room at the absolute chaos that's unfolding. JR and Tana trying to murder each other or something. I'm not even sure what's going on over there. Moe's bleeding out on the floor and Finian's having to hold him just so he doesn't die and possibly doesn't die alone at least. Wow. I don't have time to take anyone. I'm just going to run through the nearest exit and I'm going to keep running until I find that room I came from. Okay. Now that Moe has stopped bleeding, but is obviously still in a lot of pain. I'm going to stand up, slowly turn around, look at JR. I can't believe you said that was my fault. Are you out of your mind? I'll just put my hands behind my back. I saved you and you attacked me. You saved me. You shoved me in there and I nearly died. I was helping you get over your fears. You have all this power and all you do is just you're so afraid. Just let it go these little fears that's holding you back and look what happened to mo because you're holding on these fears and attacking me i'm gonna be real quiet for a long scary moment as a smile appears on my face and i'll come really close until our noses are just a few inches apart and i'll say that's big words for a guy who has no power except for his sword and a little voice who talks in your head, and I'll push your shoulder. <laughs> you two, stop with your arguing. Be quiet, this Finian. This is ridiculous. Be quiet, Finian. Oh, I don't need the sword. If you notice, it's not even here. Oh, I know. And noticed. I don't even miss it. Yeah, okay. In fact, I don't even need magic. You really do let people die all the time. God. <laughs> and now you're going to hurt the one person who saved you? What would Zai think? <laughs> oh. You're going to bring up Zai right now? Really? Didn't she try to save you? I'll just be staring at you, nodding slowly, a small smile spreading on my face as fire ignites in my hands. And as I see the fire building, my light hand will start building lightning behind me, just waiting for you to attack. Let's go. At this moment, an ethereal darkness covers all four of us. You cannot see anything. It's totally pitch black. I yell out, stop! And then I rush towards where I know Tana is standing and attempt to tackle her out of the way. I'm caught off guard, so I'm going down. As it all fades to black, you'll hear Mo panic. Oh, I think I just died. <laughs> Heen, uh, you escaped before any of this happened. Lucky Thankfully, you. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> wow. That must be nice. 
Joey and I are over here and Nolan are exchanging <laughs> looks. We're like shrinking away from the table. Yeah. This is going on. Holy cow. You run through the nearest door, the one that the monster did not go through, I assume. Yeah, yeah. In this room, it looks like a bedroom. Uh, first thing you notice is the there's a door that leads to what looks like a bathroom and a window that is open. There's a uh, window. Great. Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> rushing. You're just you're going yep. for it. Yep. You run past the people on the bed. Doesn't matter. You <laughs> go to the window. You just jump out. Jump Wait, through. People are on the bed. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> doesn't matter. He doesn't see it. He runs through the window. It'll be a mystery for. Oh, our... uh, we know it's Jr. and Tana. Vertically. They like it with the lights out. Wow, that's Darn that's it. extremely <laughs> racist to us. You know, we don't like people dissecting frogs. <laughs> Damn, Sarah, that was so good. <laughs> you drop twenty feet, taking nine bludgeoning damage that's as fine. you hit the ground. This room is. Devoid of furniture, it's utterly featureless. You see six gift children of various ages standing in a line, and the first thing you hear is a gift man with purple eyes say, Attention! I snap, rigid and solid, and almost stumble over myself. I've never come to attention at full speed this way. <laughs> so I get, I stumble, I'll, I catch myself and stop and look at this man. Behind him, you see uh, the large man in the tailcoat who you saw earlier. But aside from the six kids, the gift man and the human and yourself, of course, the room is empty. Useless, the man says, and a dejected gift girl steps backward to rejoin the others. One of the other children steps forward. Um, uh, telekinesis, sir. The purple-eyed gift turns back to the human who produces a dagger from his coat sleeve. Without warning, he throws it at the child. And the kid's eyes go wide as he reaches his hands out. The dagger's pace slows, but it's not enough. It catches the child in the eye and he drops. A name flashes through my head, Benin. As the other children gasp in horror, one that looks to be around 15, one you recognize as yourself, pulls out a rusty roofing nail and screams as he charges the purple-eyed bastard. <gasps> Unconcerned, the man grabs the boy's wrist, but he wasn't expecting the boy to manifest a dagger in his other hand. For the first time, emotion springs to life on this man's face as he barely manages to get his hand in between the dagger and his throat. His eyes flare with color, and you, you as a teenager, drop to the floor, unconscious. He looks down at his hand where the psionic dagger has cut straight through it. Fascinating. Don't you usually employ shapers in the mines? The human behind him scrambles to answer. Uh, yes, sir. My apologies. I, I thought he should promise, but I'll, I'll have his body disposed of... Uh, no, I like this one. And the scene fades. You're left in an empty room. There are two doors to this room. Both are open. Through one of them, you see the study, the room you're looking for. With all sense of urgency lost, I stand there for a minute, cold, 
angry that I didn't kill that man. I've killed so many people, and now I know a certainty. But I'm starting to wonder if I didn't kill the one that mattered. It's possibly the heaviest step I've ever taken in my life. As emotion floods over my broken and shattering brain, but I'm struggling to keep the pieces together between all the memories coming back from this place and Logar and the new conflicting emotions I'm having about having mage friends and well, just friends in general. Each step, I collect one more fragment of myself in my head, and I gain momentum as I start going, and I start becoming a little bit more certain about what needs to be done. And I approach with absolute certainty that trap door, slamming the three keys in and turning them to throw it open. Opening the hatch reveals an extremely tight cavity in the ground. A ladder runs dark downward into the darkness. You descend the ladder, I assume. Your back scraping against the stone hole with every step. It's just so small and cramped. After what seems like forever, your feet finally touch solid ground, but you're still in darkness. I look out across the darkness, only seeing the memories flashing in my own head. Sadiq, I know you're in here. Dozens of Sadiq step out of the shadow, completely surrounding you. You know, I built this mental horror to defeat mages too strong to fight head on. In 30 years, very few have survived long enough to reach the cellar. I am impressed here. You have not lost any of your vigor, it seems. You would call me a mage. You, perhaps not, but the company you keep? They killed seven guards, and they would have killed an eighth if not for my illusion. Die! A scythe of pure projection rips out at one of the at the nearest Sadiq, going straight through him. I presume. Uh, yeah, he's annihilated, uh, but it vanishes. I don't even wait for that one to impact. I don't wait to see if it's real, and I'll turn and throw my hand on the ground and the chain will appear once again as I spin, throwing it over my head and slamming it into the ground. And if this was normal cobblestone and not fictional mental stuff, it would shatter with the pure impact into a million pieces. And as I fu finish with that, my other hand, now recovered from the scythe, turns and throws a series of daggers at yet another. Die, you filthy, die! Is this what you have become, Heen? You were once the greatest of us, or one of them. Now, you are a crazed madman. I am the madman! I am the one trapped by a mage forced to wield his rat race, and you will die like the rest. Uh, the images shift around uncomfortably, uh, probably making sure you don't hit the real one yeah. in your blind rage. Yes, I have trapped you here, but look at what you are. Heen, the Seekers were brought together to stop the mages that would bring chaos upon the world. Is that not what you still stand for? Heen, this is not who you are. Stop it. Heen will turn and look, and a man with slick black hair 
and red robes stands before him. This is the same one we saw in the memory. <gasps> and he says to Heen, do we finally see Sean? <laughs> He's real? This, <laughs> this is not who you are. We, you, we've made friends with mages, yes, but magic users, they're people. They have lives, they have pain. You've seen it. You've seen the pain Tana goes through at hurting people. You've seen Finian's attempts to try and help people, and you can see the pain JR is just starting. This isn't you. Stop. And I'll freeze. Looking at the projections in my hand as they wither away, and I'll look up. Sean, you are right. These people have goodness in them. They just lack control. They just lack guidance. Sadiq, I realize now, as I think back to our ancient history, the goddess never intended us to use our powers for destruction. It was always for growth. Growth of our people, growth of everyone. We were to be teachers of the mortals, not pawns of them. When I woke up back from death, it was disorienting to say the least, but Morath, a familiar figure, painted such an easy path to follow and I followed him blindly with the promise that I would have my body restored, not thinking that this fundamentally was not what the Gith were about. We were created for unity, him, and mages would seek to destroy this unity. They are selfish by nature, you know this. You are right, and I know it, but it does matter how we go about stopping this selfishness. We have gone so long and been so ruthless and so efficient that we have blinded ourselves to what we do. We do not use our power for selfish gain, but we have become the monsters of that effect. We destroy lives, yes. We kill and we create order and peace. But at what cost we have hurt so many around us. Even, even when I was pure in heart and full in intent like you may believe yourself to be, I still spared some. And I killed the wrong ones. I spared that child and I killed my wife. And for what? So we may spread more destruction? All of the illusions fade until there is just one left. And he takes a step forward, a sincere step forward, not threatening. So he, what would you have us do? You know as well as I do. 
I think you've known this entire time. He looks down when you say that. Ah, Sadiq. Look what we have done. Mo lies dying. And he's an innocent. Yes, he was part of the group. But he was always trying to stop the chaos. Oh, and what of Tana? Tana is difficult, yes. And normally she would be one of the ones we should kill. But we've been doing this for so long and we have been fighting what is clearly a force of nature. Perhaps I think it is time to try something different so that more like Mo do not get drug into this. Uh, roll persuasion. Do it with advantage because, oh my God. Come on, You're Dice. coming out swinging. Come on, Dice. Let's do this. Oh, 18. It's good. Hopefully it's That's not. pretty good. He hesitates for a moment. It is true. I have long since felt that as more blood wets my boots, they grow heavier with each step. I don't know if what you say is true. I don't know that mages can simply be reasoned with or guided, but perhaps as a gift, that is the right way we should be going about things. I apologize for populating my nightmare with your own. I, I hope you and your companions in time all heal from the things you don't talk no, about. No, do not apologize, for it was this that made me realize the path forward, and I think it is this that will paint our path as a nation forward. I... I have much to think about, Keen. For now, I will spare you and your friends, but know that should our paths cross again, and should I find that you are still an agent of chaos in the world, I will not hesitate that time to do the world a favor. I agree. It would be for the best. Brother, if I lose myself with this experiment, I would be honored if you are the one to end me. I will be there at the end, whichever way this goes. And he'll reach out to shake your hand. I'll grab it and shake it firmly. The group, Tana, J.R., Finian, and even Mo. We will be better. We will be the path forward. The walls of the cellar begin to dematerialize, revealing blinding light beyond. And that is where we'll continue next week. Oh, thank you for joining for our very special Halloween episode that took a very different direction than I had thought. <laughs> and a special thanks to our deity patrons, Linda Mundorf, Tiberius, and Pete M. Our celestial patrons, David Green and Ironjaw, and our hero patron, 
Chris Matowski. I'd also like to thank Looney, Just Mark, Beast of Hexmore, and Wilt for brainstorming with me about the monster mechanics of this episode. That is all I have for today. Happy Halloween, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Happy Halloween. See you, see you next week. Ooh. Hey, Greg. Can I have a hug? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>